The Muster Events Diary with Beef and Lamb New Zealand. Click beeflambnz.com. Joining us from Beef and Lamb, Nick Beebe, who is Manager for Emerging Markets and Strategic Projects. Nick, welcome to the Muster House Eggs. Yeah, good, thanks, Andy. How are you? Going pretty well. Thanks for your time. You know you got a bit on, so we do appreciate it. Um, firstly, Nick, tell us about your involvement with Beef and Lamb and how long you've been there in your capacity. Yeah, um, cool. Look, I've actually I've been around for a wee while. Um, it's 20-odd uh, years, I think, I've been at um, Beef and Lamb in a, in a range of um, different different positions um, from the on-farm side right through to the, the in-market side, which I'm involved in now. So it's, it's, it's been awesome. Um, then I suppose from the, the market side, uh, what always has fascinated me is, is you know, looking at the opportunities um, for the, the future. And coming from a farm, um, you know, I, I really like uh, looking out into the future to seeing what, you know, what it might hold for us. You talk about those 20 years, Nick, there's been a lot go on. I mean, it's not that many years ago and we think about it. A $100 lamb is what we were aiming for on farm. And you fast forward a wee bit there. Obviously, import costs have gone up, but the fact is we're getting that consistent three-figure mark now for a carcass. Yeah, there has been a huge amount of um, progress that the the sector has made over the last 20 years. It's it's been... um, you know, awesome just to be to, to watch a lot of it um, happen, and absolutely, you know, the in-market returns um, have have really grown, um, and a lot of that comes down to the, I suppose, the focus that the the sector um, has on creating and capturing um, additional value from the marketplace because you know, we need it. We need. We need to be reaching um, uh, to get the absolute best returns that we can because there's, there's a lot of competition out there for land use. Um, so it's great to see it happening um, and a lot of kudos has to go to a whole number of people right through the sector to, to actually achieve it. Nick, the free trade agreements New Zealand signed recently with the UK and a couple of weeks ago, the EU. Um, from your perspective, how did you find the EU one, given that basically what we're contributing to the EU as far as what we're allowed to give them in red meat terms is less than 1%? Yeah, look, I think um, you know, if, if you start out on a positive, um, it, it's more access than what we currently have in, into the EU. So but that's, that's good. Um, but you know, really, um, the additional ten thousand tons will, will actually make it um, really hard for our sector to deliver um, commercially relevant programs, in. and um, so that's the that's the disappointing, the very disappointing nature of of that agreement. Um, yep, it's better than what we've got, but it uh, falls well short of where we wanted it to be. And I think that if you look at it from a New Zealand perspective, um, having a, a real diversified mix of of markets is incredibly important for for our sector. And having great access um, into some of the most affluent markets around the world has always been really important for us. And you know the. the the sector has um, delivered on a lot of those free trade agreements over the um, past. This one um, just falls short.
Yeah, based on what you said then, interesting, given what Rod Carr from the Climate Commission's come out with the other day on the country, stating that New Zealand's relying too much on sending this product to these affluent countries as such. But in a bread and butter terms, that's what New Zealand does, and we do it so well. Yes, I think, you know, we've, we have a... Um, there is definitely... Um, what we would call our, you know, our target uh, consumer, which we call the, the conscious foodie. And you know, these consumers are in every market around the world, but they, they really care a little bit more about the, the product that they um, purchase. They, they care about how it's been, been raised and the environment it's been raised in because you know, that provides, that gives them confidence that the product that they're purchasing is, is not only going to taste great, um, but it's going to be good for their own personal um, health and and well-being. And New Zealand can do this extremely well. And so that's sort of our, uh, you know, that's our competitive um, advantage. So you know, we do have to find out, we do have to find the best consumers in the world for our products. Nick, as far as current market developments are going on from your perspective, what's been happening? So the, the whole sector works, um, together really well with the, the Taste Pure Nature um, Country of Origin um, program, and I suppose if you think of the purpose of Taste Pure Nature, you know that's our red meat story, and that's really um, put in place to raise the awareness and create preference, and ultimately increase the value of, of New Zealand uh, grass-fed beef and lamb in several key markets around the world. Um, this, this is a I believe it's a really good example of many of the players within the sector actually working really constructively together to to deliver a program that um, benefits uh, farmers. What what we are what we're we're doing is we're growing the number of consumers who are actually actively out seeking our product, and then pointing them to where they can purchase that product um, at at retail and. That's the whole connection between beef and lamb and the meat processors and and their brands. And you know, there's, there's lots of good work that everyone's doing in, in that space at the moment. And it's actually um, it's, it's really exciting to see uh, the results that that program is, is starting to deliver. As far as the UK trade agreement goes, Nick, are you finding a bit of kickback or resistance from UK producers, especially under the Red Tractor brand? Now, when New Zealand went through, they weren't too impressed about this, to be fair, for once of a better word, because they thought they should be looking after their own. New Zealand are arguing it wasn't efficient carbon-wise to be transporting stuff from the other side of the world. So it was you could really see their point of view, couldn't you, as well, at the same time? Yeah, and, and there will always be some... Uh, protectionism um, going on from uh, from farmers within the markets that that we operate, um, you know, and the the red tractor themselves, you know, they, they were um, probably adding fuel to that to that fire uh, at the very early stages after that agreement was announced. I suppose one of the things that they will, should recognise is that New Zealand has its own farm assurance program, um, which is called New Zealand Farm Assurance, uh, and we have over eight and a half thousand farmers who are, who are now certified um, to those assurance standards, and those standards uh, are really, really well, um, really strong. Um, and we have just recently also the sector has just also released NZFAP Plus, which is a um, another voluntary 
um, on-farm assurance program, which goes much deeper into certain aspects of um, the on-farm activity. So it goes into the, the farm and its natural resources. It goes into um, people and, and biosecurity. So as a sector, we actually have assurance programs um, that uh, have very wide uptake across our farming base. And now with NZFAP+, Plus, we have a farm assurance program, which is at the very vanguard um, of uh, consumer um, trends. Hey, Nick Beebe, we'll let you go. Thanks very much for your time on the Muster this afternoon. Nick Beebe, Manager for Emerging Markets and Strategic Projects of Beef and Lamb. Um, thanks for your time. Awesome. No worries, Andy. Have a good day. Nick Beebe there from Beef and Lamb. Great to get his thoughts as well. Very busy man, a lot going on, so we appreciate his insights. Here on the Muster, up next on your Thursday is Karen Duthie from Dairy NZ. Bye.